0: The pinky and the Brain yes, pinky and the Brain. One is a genius, the other's
1: insane. Indiana Comic Con is almost here. It's the 29th of April through the 1st of May, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and there are some people who are geeked that Brent Spiner is among the guests. I, on the other hand, prefer the stars whose faces you never see, but whose voices you always hear. And at this con we will get to see in person, not side by side, because the other half of this uh, team, Rob Paulson, is here as part of the, uh, I think the, it's not a first time reunion probably, but a sort of reunion of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles voices. But if you were a fan of Pinky and the Brain, Pinky and the Brain are both going to be at Indiana Comic Con, including the Brain and the voice of many, many other great characters over the last three plus decades. Now, and my guest at this time, Mister Maurice Lamarche. Mister Lamarche, it is a pleasure.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, Ray. Tell no one what you've learned here today of my secret identity as the brain, and when I take over the world, you shall be
1: spared. That was uh, that's that's Orson Welles, isn't it? Let's 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 be honest. the the, the brain's voice is kind of
0: <laughs> it's a little bit of a hybrid. It's a bit of a hybrid impression, actually, Ray. It, was, it started out as a pure Orson Welles. Um, because I thought the brain, when they originally showed me the, uh, the model sheet for him, you know, they didn't have a voice in mind. I looked at it and saw the, uh, the Orson Wells, you know, you know, the, the furrowed brow and the dour expression. And, and, but, but, uh, that they, that was a blank slate to them. They, they were actually modeling it on, uh, uh, a writer at Warner Rose named mm. Tom Minton. So um, I infused it with Wells, but we decided to put some highs and lows in it because it was too, too difficult to hear the character just with all in this lower register. So I, I sprinkled in a little bit of a Vincent Price uh, okay. note to him, you know, so that uh, it started out as, Pinky, we shall take over the world. And then it became, Pinky, we shall take over the world. And so he mailed those two together and it becomes, Pinky, we shall take over the world you know so that's that's kind of the mechanics of where where brain got to it only took us about 3 episodes to find that though so
1: yeah, yeah exactly but i mean you've actually gotten to do orson wells more than a few times the actual orson Welles, I not only in orson, animation in, in a
0: couple of things yes and that's been fun you know
1: so because uh, I'm, I'm an old radio dork and i love going back and listening to orson wells talk and i know how much of a pain he probably was to work with back then or at least i've you know read all the stories but it, it, it's just marvelous to hear the man speak you know oh, it was, it
0: was, he had an amazing voice in fact he was so in demand that he worked for uh, several networks at once and he used to you know hire an ambulance to get him from uh, I I believe CBS to NBC you know so mm-hmm. uh, you know he was very much in demand and that voice was you, you couldn't you couldn't not listen to it it was it was an amazing voice um so you know it, it was easy for me to kind of drink him in especially when this uh outtake take surfaced in the mid 80s of him being very uh vitriolic uh, during the f- recording of a frozen foods commercial in England.
1: Yes, it's yes. so great
0: to listen to that because he's hes actually, you he start out being appalled, that he would speak to these people like this and then you go, well, he's, he's right. He's absolutely yeah. right. You don't emphasize him <laughs> before July. So, you right. know, I i fell in love with the Wells voice and the persona uh, even as far back as uh, when I was a kid and saw the movie Casino Royale, the, the 1967 version where he played with Sheath. And you know, stop! What a great voice, even then. So yeah, yeah I love I love Wells. And I'm thrilled to be coming to Indianapolis to uh, to uh, to, to, uh, to to be at uh, your Comic Con with. And, and you said we will uh, we won't be together. We try though, even even when it's the Turtles plus me, Rob and I always try to put our, our tables next to each other so that we can mm-hmm. spritz. As Pinky in the Brain, as we say, you know. So if people line up for a, a Pinky autograph, they can come over to Brain's table and or, and do the Ninja Turtles. So we try to, you know, get them to work uh, right to left, as it were, starting starting with uh, the turtles and then getting over to uh, the brain. And uh, we, we'll do we'll do little shtick as Pinky in the Brain if if, if it uh, if it's called for.
1: You've been doing cons like this for a while now. How do you get used to? Because I've asked this of. The actors in sci-fi series before, because I guess it's different for everybody. How do you get used to the way people behave around you at conventions like this? Because we we all dork out when we're around people like yourself, people that over the years and people whose voice different capacities.
0: Well, I hope I never get used to it because it's so lovely and so so kind. That the, you know, the, the 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 folks that attend cons uh, are are real enthusiasts. I mean, the word fan comes from uh fanatic but fanatical in a good way these uh, people that that go to cons tend to be very very um, you know uh, ingrained in and with in 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 the culture of sci-fi comic books cartoons uh you know the pure escapism that comes from these genres and uh i i love i love the way that uh Folks treat me when I'm, you know, at a con. I hope I never ever get inured to it in any way, shape, or form. It's so sweet and so lovely, and um, you know, I just, I just. The only thing is, I just hope people remember when when we shake hands. If I occasionally dip down for some gel, you know. the I'm shaking a lot more hands than they might be, and, <laughs> and you know my, my voice is my fortune, so I do try to take care of myself by making sure I, I just sanitize my hands every few people or so, so I don't give myself a cold, because as you know, in working in radio, our voices sure. are everything, and if we get a cold, we don't sound like us, and, and you know we sometimes can't work, because what's the point of going on here? going, like, <clears throat> the news today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So,
0: you know. That's the only thing I would ask is if anybody sees me sanitizing, please don't be hurt. Yours might be the 17th hand I've shook in a row, and then I realize, oh, I've got to shake hands. I've probably met somebody with a cold today.
1: Oh, so I'm yeah. I'm not a
0: germaphobe per se, but I I, I, am, I, also don't live in a fantasy world, and I know that if you shake a thousand <laughs> hands, you're going to catch something.
1: Yep. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Maurice LaMarche is with me. He's at Indiana Comic Con at the Convention Center, April 29th through May 1st, all three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, you talk about doing things with Rob Paulson. It's funny because I I tagged Rob Paulson on Twitter. This is a long time ago about something because my kids, they're a little too old for the uh, Disney Channel, the cartoon shows, the old Disney Junior shows now, which I know you've done a a handful of those, too. But I I joked one day that we were watching Disney Junior or, as we know it internally, Rob Paulson and Friends because, doggone it, Rob Paulson was on every one of those shows, it seemed like. He certainly was. (laughs) Now he was, you, he had quite you, a career Oh sorry go, sorry go ahead
0: I was just saying he had quite a career there where you know it just seemed like it, you know it was it was it was impossible to to uh to go to a Disney session and not see Rob there you know yeah. it, it's a beautiful thing because it's uh you know he he's got such a wonderful energy that he brings to everything he does mm-hmm. and he's uh, such a sweet kind human being that uh, you know he's a joy to work with and he's a pro and he sings And he he never messes up a line, so how do you not hire Rob Paulson? He says he makes me look good, that's for sure. So they 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 put up with me because uh, (laughs) he he says "Uh, the brain comes with me. He's part of the jail. you know. (laughs) Thank you, my friend.
1: (laughs) When did when do you figure out that you can do? Voices. I guess the answer to this is different for everyone, too. You, you cause I know you did stand up for a while, and then you you gravitated toward the voice acting. What, when did it hit you that, gee, I can do a whole lot of voices, and perhaps I can make a living at doing this?
0: Right about the year, and I'm not kidding. The year my voice broke. I know that's the name of a of a, of a movie, <laughs> but about the year my voice broke, all of a sudden I found that I had this this range. I'd always done, you know, I've been fascinated by cartoons. Since I was five years old, you know i mean i I am a fan i I totally get where the where the quote unquote fans of the cons co- come from because I'm one myself, you know you know who else is a huge fan who'd be a fan and probably walk cons and attend them if he wasn't already a huge star at is is Mark Hamill mark mm-hmm. and I kind of res- you know connect with each other on that level we're both big geeks when it comes to uh you know the genre. So uh, I totally relate to the the idea that as an actor in the thing doesn't mean I'm not also a fan of it. So when I was a kid, I used to just watch cartoons nonstop and just parrot them. But of course, I had a kid's falsetto voice. But the year that my voice broke, I I loved this show Columbo. And it came on the air, and after a couple of episodes, one of my teachers was doing, his name is Rob Fraser. I'm actually still, he's, he's uh, I still get in touch with him. Uh, he's a Twitter uh, He's a Twitter uh, follower of mine and I of his. And Mr. Fraser did a, this kind of bad Columbo impression, and uh, it just kind of came out of me. I went up to him and said, excuse me, Mr. Fraser, sir, I'm sorry to bother you, but there's been a murder here. You're killing a Peter Falk impression. <laughs> and ever since then I feel like, wow, how did where'd that come from? And, you know, I think it all emanated from a desire not to be me. You know, if if, if we're to be if we put to put me under the therapist's microscope. But um and I've done a lot of work where I now want to be me, but I still have the I still have the knack for doing a voice or two. Um but I just all of a sudden the voices started coming in about the eighth grade. You know, I'm doing Tony Curtis and I'm doing Peter Falk and I'm doing, you know, uh Captain Kirk, I mean, they just came, you know, so that was about when it happened, and uh, I I never thought I could turn, a, turn it into a living, but uh, lo and behold, first, first in stand-up, I was lucky to be born right around the time that the stand-up comedy boom began to happen, you know, so when I was 19 years old, I was playing, uh, you know, Yuck Yucks Comedy Club in Toronto, it was Canada's very first comedy club, mm-hmm. and uh, Jim Carrey came along just, a, just a, about a year after I started, and and, uh, you know, he and I were the sort of the club impressionists, and we had sort of a, a friendly rivalry. Um, but, you know, it was, it was. Uh, and then all of a sudden, much like Comic-Cons are now, it used to be that there was only San Diego and Wizard World and, that you know, New York Comic-Con, and that was it. Now, just as in the 80s with comedy clubs, all of a sudden every town had a comedy club, now every state has a, or every, you know, has one or two Comic-Cons that pop up. So we voice actors and we sci-fi actors, we're, we're con- when we're not in front of the camera or at the recording studio, we're out, you know, doing cons and having a great time. For us, it's like rep theater. You know, we hmm. we do a panel, we, we read a script, changing the voices, doing goofy voices for serious movies. Um, you know, uh, we just have a great time and... and not only interacting with fans, but putting on little shows and doing Q&As, it's uh, almost like improv. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh,
1: maybe that's that that passion and the the love you had for the business before. You talk about old cartoons and and voices and of course Mel Blanc naturally comes to mind and all the the, oh, of the the I mean the enormity of his work over the years in in cartoons and old radio and everything. And maybe that that is why is what made whether it was Pinky in the Brain, whether it was Animaniacs, some of those great shows. Not to get too nostalgic here, but maybe that's what made them appeal to us and our generation who grew up. Uh, even you know, years after those Looney Tunes cartoons, they were still on TV all the time when I was a kid, and that's what I grew up on. And that's why the Animaniacs, Pinky in the Brain, and all that. That's why they connected with me. Perhaps is the love that you guys, as the voices of those characters, obviously had for the business in general.
0: Well, I think as I said, you know, Mark Hamill being an example, mm-hmm. uh, myself being an example, we were fans of it before we got into it. So, so we, you know, uh, we can't believe we get to do these cartoons. We can't you know, the most magical feeling in the world was to was to watch for the very first time an animated cartoon where my voice comes out of an animated character's hmm. mouth. That happened for me when I was uh, 19 years old. In Canada, there was a Canadian company called Nelvana Films. They made something called the Easter Rabbit Roast. Uh, 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 Garrett Morris was the voice of the Easter Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, John Candy, Joe Flaherty from, from SCTV, they were oh, all in
1: it. Man. And wow. because
0: I did all these impressions, I played Don Rickles as a rattlesnake, who's Don Rattles, Steve Martin as a horse, Steve Martin. I, got to, I played like six characters in this thing, and the very first time Don rattles, open his mouth, opens his mouth, was, and my voice, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to do more of this, because I felt <laughs> just amazing. You know, you know and Nell uh, was, of course, the, uh, one of the pioneers of that. So yep. I had such admiration for him, and I, I, I actually had the, the honor to narrate the only documentary on him called Man of a Thousand Voices. Yes. You can find it on YouTube. And I, I, I'm the narrator of that. I'm so mm. thrilled it's also part of one of the Warner Brothers collections. Mm. So it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Maurice LaMarche is with me. Indiana Comic Con, April 29th through, the May, uh, through May 1st, is where you can see uh, the brain and the voice of all these other characters. I've got to go back to my childhood just one more time here. One of the early characters you did, I think, in the States after you went to voice work uh, full-time from stand-up, was uh, w- at least one season of Inspector Quimby on uh, not, not Inspector Quimby Chief Quimby on Inspector Gadget mid 80s
0: Inspector Gadget yes i was yes. Re- I was the second chief Quimby um uh they they did the first 65 episodes up in Toronto with an all Canadian cast Oh Dawn i did not know that Yeah so so uh Kreese summer was the first penny and she was I think only about 10 at the time Wow and don was up there doing a, a show uh, a, a sitcom just for Canadian television about a, uh, about a supermarket manager called Check It Out, and, uh, or Check It Out. And uh, <laughs> so while Don was up there doing that, they did the first 65 of uh, Inspector Gadget. I think Chris Wiggins played Chief Quimby, but I did the second season and the second, the second uh, batch, uh, and uh, that was my first real gig. Uh, I was Chief Quimby, and I was uh, henchman number two Hmm. Uh, those are my those are my go-tos, and I always played uh, Inspector Gadget's ancestors because it was in Don Adams' contract that he he only had to do one voice. Oh, so when so when it came time for Gadget, you know there were these time travel episodes, uh, and he went back and met his caveman self, <laughs> uh, his caveman ancestor. I remember that. I was going, I had to make up like caveman talk as Don, and eventually Don turned to me, and it was just the greatest compliment in the world but he turned to me and said, "You know, up till now I always thought Bill Dana did me better than anybody. You, uh, you do me, but you do me the best of all." Wow. And I, thought, wow, that's nice, right from the horse's mouth. Such that when, when Don retired in two thousand and one, he moved to. You know, he just went into full retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said uh, they, went to him, they came to him to do another Inspector Gadget series, and they said, he said, get Mo to do it. Mo now sounds more like me than I do. Huh. So I, uh, I, I did a season called uh, Gadget and the Gadgetinis, and it's a show that sold everywhere but the United States. Okay. It's on Europe, and you can find it on YouTube, and I'm, I'm gadgeting that
1: outstanding go see maurice lamarche i know i'm going to at indiana comic con april 29 through may 1st at the indiana convention center and uh, perhaps uh, chat him up about still my favorite pinky in the brain and i think it was one of the early ones the jeopardy episode just because i'm a jeopardy oh, dork was, too
0: it's funny you would say that that was our very first the very first one we ever i recorded. thought that
1: was the first one yes that was great yeah, wind
0: pig great episode.
1: It was a great episode. Cannot wait to have you uh, in Indy for the con and uh, really appreciate your time today, Mr. LaMarche. Thank you. Oh,
0: thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me on. And uh, you'll find me hovering around Brent Spiner's table because I'm a huge (laughs) Brent Spiner fan. So I'll be stalking him and and eventually get back to my table, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right.
0: Take care, you guys.